this week on the Time Bat Show. Not bad mouthing Chili's. I've not been to Chili's. I do not know how they're handling this in any way, but that, that was just my random example. You know what I mean? Oh, like, maybe Chili's is great. I don't know. I've no, I, I want to go to Chili's. So this is how deprived I am of like going out. <laughs> everyone and welcome to the time bat show episode number 171 i'm one of your hosts time aces i'm your other host bat snacks we haven't had an episode in like two or three weeks i think this is our first one i think we're back from a that's like long enough to be a hiatus yeah i would call that a hiatus because we've been skipping every other week and then last week you were didn't feel good so we skipped uh would you consider yourself to be feeling better now yeah, I feel a lot better than last week. Did you have the Rona? I thought I did, but I don't. Really? I don't think. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Everyone, like, I know a lot of people that are like, I might have it. And I'm like, do you know if you do, did you get tested? They're like, no, I just might. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, On Wednesday of last week, I I felt like crap. I didn't feel good. And I think I coughed a couple times and I kept feel, I don't own a thermometer, but I was feeling my head and it, I never feel my head though. So maybe it's always that warm and, (laughs) but you just don't know, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like the fever check without a thermometer is the most like useless thing you could possibly do because whenever I have a fever, I do the same thing. I feel my head and I'm like, that feels a little warm. But then I think like, <laughs> wait, my body's 97 degrees. So wouldn't that feel warm? Like, doesn't that make sense? And then yeah. I'm like, maybe I don't have a fever, but maybe I do. I don't know. I don't feel my head that much. So I actually <laughs> bought a thermometer. Um, oh, you did? Yeah. On Amazon to do it what? every time oh. I feel, you know, what type of thermometer is it? Is it a? <laughs> no, it's not. Is a it an? In- <laughs> it's an under the tongue one. Okay, you're gonna laugh because the only one they have left is like a like a kids one. Okay. So the one I have is like, it's got like an elephant head on the end of it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's pink. Uh, it's a kids thermometer, but I mean it works. It still takes your temperature. Yeah, you. I mean, I probably would have gone that one over a normal-looking one. Yeah, it was all those left on Amazon, so I was like, I don't care. So whenever I feel like, oh, maybe I have the Rona, I take my temperature and I don't have a fever. Yeah. Um, but you might have had it, huh? It's hard to say, because... How do you feel now? I feel okay. Did you have a sore throat? Um... All right, so... Yeah, give us the rundown. I get in my head sometimes a lot, sure. and the more I, I think that I might... The more you feel There might like be something do. wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I think the easier it is to convince myself that there is something oh, wrong yeah, with me. in the same way, for sure. Yeah, like, there's one thing... Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night, and you're short of breath, and you're like, wait a minute, am I am I um, hyperventilating? Yeah, am, am I, I dying? Do, am, am I getting I enough dying? oxygen? Yep. And, like, <laughs> you sit and try to breathe deep, but the more you think about it, like, yeah, the more... the less you can breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I might have had that, but for coronavirus. <laughs> Maybe. It's hard because 
I'm a worrier too like that. And my anxiety yeah. just makes me feel worse. So like the more I think about it, the more I feel like I have something. And it's it's tough. I think the key with this is the thermometer though. Cause since I bought the thermometer, ever since because I get allergies too, and sometimes I feel like shit because of allergies, and I'm like, maybe I have coronavirus. And then I'll take my temperature and I'll be like 97 or whatever. And I'll be like, okay, I don't have a fever, so I probably am good, you know, like whatever. So that has helped me like putting myself at ease you know yeah like i don't think you can really hype yourself up into having a fever i mean you probably could but it's probably really hard i bet i could (laughs) (laughs) i'm really good at it like you get so anxious that you have it that you like make yourself have a fever yeah you see what i mean though because fever your temperature is more of an objective thing Whereas how you feel is more of like a, it's like objective, but also part of your like mental state too. You know, those Buddhist monks that can have superpowers over there. I don't know what they can do. They have electricity from their hands and control yes. their temperature. They can like, they can like meditate and like go e- without eating for like 10 years or something. I've heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have that, but like for stuff that's bad for you. Like, I'm so good at using my imagination to think that things are wrong with me. You're like a negative monk. I could probably give myself a fever. I bet I could. You're like a negative monk. (laughs) Yeah. You, like, meditate yourself into sickness. That's impressive. If only you could redirect that in a positive way. You know? How good your life would be if you could do that. Well, I can't. (laughs) But let's think about it this way. If you have the ability to make yourself feel like garbage. And I do. Using your mind, you have the ability to do it in a positive way. You just don't know how to do it yet. I don't know if that's true, though, because... (laughs) Why? All right. Think about a light side Jedi and a dark side Jedi. Okay. They're different energy sources, right? Sure. Yeah. So I think it would take me... Because I think I'm a dark Jedi with regards to the... uh, like self-changing abilities yeah, you're a palpatine right yeah I, I maybe more of a, a little less maybe a darth maul or like a <laughs> you're not quite palpatine level you're in yeah. maul sure but i think it would take a lot of training and like undoing the dark side in order to be able to mm. maybe cure myself from a sickness do or the do whatever those thing. monks do yeah yeah, yeah. it's tough i don't know so when did your symptoms start um like wednesday that day and it was a stressful day at work so that's probably what did it right but you have okay you have been going to work so i mean you could have been exposed yeah i do see people every day yeah so you could have been exposed it's hard to say yeah it's weird i'm also yeah i'm also really healthy so, like, if I got it, it probably wouldn't be bad. Yeah, that's the thing that is weird, right? Because, like, some people get it and they're like, it's rough. And some people get it and they're completely fine. So, I don't know. It's hard to say if you've had it or not. Like, I have a friend who went to um, Dallas a couple weeks ago. And she thinks she got, she might have got like she definitely was exposed to it, and she's like, oh, I might have gotten it, but all her symptoms were just like uh, coughing and sore throat, like no fever, you know, nor no like shortness of a little shortness of breath, but not like not like I can't breathe, more like I can't take like 
a deep breath. You know what I mean? But that's mm-hmm. all it's been, and that's how it's been for like two weeks. And that's super mild, but like that's in line with the very bare minimum symptoms of the coronavirus, right? So it's like, and I know a couple other people that are the same way. It's like, do you have it, or do you just have like a flu or a cold or, you know? And it's kind of impossible to know without getting a test, but I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. It's hard to get a test around here, too. Are you allowed to take time off from work if you think you're sick? Yeah. But, I mean, it wouldn't be good. Why is that? Because I'm the person that has to do stuff if people get sick. See, that's the bad thing, though. And I'm not saying this is bad for you. Because, like, you don't really have a choice in the matter. They'll, like... The people that are getting sick, they'll, like, be like, Oh, I might be sick, but I'm not sure. And I have mild symptoms, so it could be the coronavirus, or it could just be a common cold, or a flu, or something like that, right? Like you. And, like, safely, you should just be like, You know what? I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to expose anyone. But the problem is, like their job is so critical to the business running that they don't have the capability of doing that. And it's like shitty, you know, that they have to, that you have to go back to work when you think you're sick, you know, but you do. I don't know. I'm not like criticizing you or anything. I'm just saying like, it's a shitty situation. And if you have, have had to do it, then other people that could be sick have had to do it. And that's just how the virus is going to keep spreading forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. It sucks. I'm so sick of dealing with it. I just want to go camping. <laughs> I want to go. I want to break up this whole, you know, thing we've been going through. Yeah, I want to go camping too. I hear camping is relatively safe um, if you do it smartly. You li- limit the amount of people that can go. You spread out, and you know, you're in the outdoors. Yeah. So the issue is is. Like, you can't go camping in a national park because those are, you know, government and government is usually closed. Yep. And, like, private campgrounds, all the ones I've checked are totally booked. Oh, everything is so booked. So, this is another thing that's happened with virus. So, like, my wife's birthday is coming up. um, And we were, like, we've been looking for things to do on the weekend so much. Like, just, like, rent this thing out for a weekend. And, like, no matter what it is, it's booked. Like... If it's a cabin, it's booked. If it's camping, it's booked. If it's, like, a park, like, even parks you have to, like, reserve spaces now, booked. Like, any possible thing that's outdoors that you would have to reserve is completely booked till like, October at this point, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, impossible to even do anything. Like, even if you wanted to. Which is shitty. I wonder if you could rent, like, a bouncy house for your yard. <laughs> like, you, know? you should try that. Something. Like, I want to camp, but, like, where? You know, like, where could you even go? Because everything's, like, like you said, completely booked up at this point. And everyone and their mom has had the exact same idea of camping. So they're all thinking the same thing. Like, everyone's thinking the same thing of, like, let's go camping. Oh, it's all booked. Because everyone else has already thought of it. Here's what we got to do. This might be a good opportunity because people don't have like going to the restaurant or going to the bar or like going to Disney. I mean, to break up their their summer or their year or whatever anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's going to be a a camping industry boom coming up because that's going to be the thing people do now. Right. Maybe. Maybe we need to get into the camping industry. (laughs) You know what I would do if I was a business right now? Yeah. If I have any amount of outdoor space, 
since I can't have people in my shop a lot of the time, just making that outdoor space camping. Yeah. <laughs> now you can camp there. You know? Like, I don't care what it is. Like, it could be in the middle of downtown. I don't give a hell. I don't give a hell, you know, a damn about that. Like, yeah. just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you own part of a parking lot. Like, yeah. Just paint camp. some sidewalk, chalk some trees on the parking lot. And be You're like, camping now. You know, whatever. But you know what? I would do that because it's leaving the house. You know, like you're doing something. You're in a new location. Yeah, you know? it's it's for sure novel. I've never camped in a parking lot. And hell, I would do it. Like I think a lot of people would try it. And I think a lot of these businesses businesses can adapt to something like that. Not permanently, but like, you know, like what are we using our backyard for right now? Nothing. You know, like. Uh, like a business, like if they have like a yard, like a restaurant with like a, like a, you know, seating area outside, like what are they using that for? Like maybe, maybe restaurant, but probably not getting enough customers. So just like make it a campground or something, you know, like, I don't know. There's, there's things you could do. Yeah. I think about that too. Like clearly you're a bar, you're a restaurant. You can't have people coming and eating, at least not enough to support yourself. Yeah, like, with you like have the to find other laws. ways to make money. Yeah. One thing I've thought of is, I think restaurants should be allowed to sell like to-go cocktails, like not like a single serving, like a gallon. So we're allowed to do that in Texas now. Oh, you can. Yes, but it's only you can't do a gallon. I think we can do up to like three servings. Yeah, but, that doesn't make sense. Um, the problem with it is you have to like mix it yourself they just give you all the ingredients and then you like put it together no so like yeah it doesn't really (laughs) it's good in theory but in practice it doesn't work super well yeah you're talking about literally like i drive through they give me the cocktail and then i like drive away yeah you drive up to the restaurant you get a gallon of Long Island iced tea or whatever you want, pre-mixed. Look, I'm not going to go to a restaurant and get individual pieces of hibachi that I have to, like, <laughs> no, you're, you're right. I, assemble I myself. Like, I, I would never do that. I'll just go to the liquor store. No, I agree with you. But, so they, like, they pre-mix it all, and they give you the yeah. big vat, and then you're just like, great. And then you go home, and then you, you drink, drink it. <laughs> with your family. Yeah, whoever's at your home, your whoever you're quarantined with, yeah. I would do that. I would do that a thousand percent. You know, the the pain about making mixed drinks is, I mean, you don't need equal amounts of triple sec and, like, tequila. You only need a little triple sec, but the bar has enough of both, and you can just get exactly what you need. Yeah, because there's this, like, place I I order from a lot, and they do do cocktail delivery, but they'll only deliver you, like, a single serving. Or I think you can get, like, two or three. But the point is, like, it's only one time. But I do it every time because I like the way they do their mix and they give you they give you the alcohol in separate bottles and then they give you the mix that's all pre-mixed together so like for example one of the places i order from is trudy's and they have this thing called the mexican martini which is like a margarita with olive juice in it and the ingredients are uh contro or triple sec one or the other uh uh tequila and then this like cocktail mix which is essentially lime juice you know sugar olive juice i don't know whatever the hell they put in there you yeah know, the 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 non-alcoholic part and all that comes in like this cup 
that is all pre-mixed together. And so you put that in a shaker and then you just dump the tequila and dump the control in there and you shake it up and then you make it. And like, yes, it's an extra step of like, yeah, you have to dump the alcohol in there and shake it, but at least I don't have to worry about the mix part. And I don't know the quantities of that anyway. So like, that's convenient. You know, like I like that and I do that almost every weekend because it's like, I don't have to think about, you know, squeezing lime juice and making simple syrup or whatever. Like, that's all. Pre- it's pretty convenient. I still have to like shake it in a sh- cocktail shaker, but it's convenient. But your step would be like, no, no, no. All that's already like even the alcohol is in the thing now, and all yeah. I really have to do is chill it somehow, and then I'm I'm golden, you know. Yeah, Which, that's. I would I would do that. But um, if they sold like a gallon of that, I would buy it in a heartbeat. I would buy it. A lot of people would. You know, it's yeah. like getting a growler of beer. Like, I don't yeah. know why you can do that, but not get a growler of, you know, a Cosmo or something. Yeah, I, I think that the reason that you can't, I think there's twofold. There's probably like a, a weird legality there of like, like, I think they're allowed to do cocktail delivery, quote unquote, in Texas because the alcohol that they deliver is all sealed in separate bottles. So they're basically delivering you sealed alcohol and then the mixer is a separate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if they sold you a growler or whatever, it'd be like kind of opened, you know, like it wouldn't be sealed. Like it has oh, a it's like an open container. Or yeah, yeah. I think it has more to do with that. But That's then so the also stupid. the also the thing with that is, um, let's say you mix all this stuff pre-mix and then you give it to somebody, you really have to drink that within like 24 hours, or it's not gonna taste good after that because some of the ingredients. In a lot of cocktails are like fruit juice and that yeah. you know, they they last like a few hours, you know, but it's not gonna be like you can not you can't pop <laughs> this open two days later and be like, yum, 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 you know. So I think that's another component of it. Yeah. But I mean I I kinda get why it's illegal, but it shouldn't be right now. I completely agree. So we didn't it wasn't legal in Texas. And then the coronavirus started and our governor was like, oh, we can do, you guys can do alcohol delivery. And what he meant by that is what I just described, which is like, they still, they still have to separate it, I think, for legal reasons. But I agree, like, I'm glad at least we have that. But like, I agree, your idea of like, take it a step further and just give me the whole fucking cocktail, you know? Yeah. Make it easy. Make it easy, yeah. Give it to me in, like, a bottle. I could just pop the bottle open and then yeah. pour it in a cup, and there we go. Boom. You know? Yeah. Instant oh. thing. Hey, heck, even, like, bring me some ice. Don't e- I don't even want to use my ice, you know? Give me yeah. that fancy restaurant ice that's, yeah, like, like, the, the circular. nice, like, round one <laughs> yeah. that's, like, perfectly shaped. Like, I'm spending $15 on this probably anyway, yeah. you know? Just do it. Give it to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I've been doing a lot of drinking... <laughs> That sounds so bad. We all but have. It's true. I've been drinking a lot. And half of mine are this alcohol to delivery. And the other half is me mixing drinks. And mixing drinks is just like, it's a pain in the ass. You know, it takes so long to do it. Especially when you're just making it for yourself. Yeah. Because you do all this work. You have like a cup of drink. And then you have to clean up like all this stuff after the end of it. Yeah, it's like, too many dishes. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. What's your favorite coronavirus beverage? Like alcoholic drink. We can we can like name them. 
I mean, you already know what my favorite is. Yeah, yours is a margarita. I always have margaritas. I will have one tonight. I'll have one tomorrow. Like, I just drink them so much over this. Like, I liked margaritas before this. Like, you knew that about me. It's my favorite cocktail. It's always been my favorite. Well, not always, but it's been my favorite cocktail for, like, five years now. I just like it. And I've probably, back then, before coronavirus, I would have maybe one a week. Maybe one every two weeks, you know, like not a lot, but like whenever I wanted a cocktail, I would usually get one. These days, every weekend, I have one like per night, (laughs) at least of the weekend, sometimes two, you know, Um, and I've been doing like some modifications to it, like, uh, so like my current recipe is like uh, tequila, control lime juice and simple syrup that's like the basic margarita right mm-hmm, yeah. but what i've been trying because i've been lazy and i don't want to make simple syrup every five seconds is i've been using sprite instead of simple syrup which sounds completely terrible but like it works actually really well because it's lemon it's lime and it's sweet and it gives a little carbonation and it works pretty well honestly so you gave me this recipe I, it was like a weekend or two weekends ago and I made it. I made it with the Sprite, and they were yeah. delicious. Isn't it good? And it, it works really well. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want, you can add some orange juice in there to give it a little extra citrusing. But, I mean, it depends. It's it really, that's to taste. Like, it depends on how much you want. I used orange juice, too, because that's, that's what you told yeah. me to do. I like it, too, yeah. because it makes the cocktail a little more opaque, like, visually. Yeah, it, like, looks nicer. And I like, yeah, I like the way it makes it look. Yeah. I don't use a lot of orange juice, but I use a little. It gives it a little zing, you know. Yeah, a little color. <laughs> uh-huh, a little color. So that's kind of my cheat code margarita because I don't have to worry about, like, because simple syrup is such a pain in the ass to make. You have to, like, boil water or sugar and blah, blah, blah. It's, like, stupid. So, like, mine is literally stuff you can just pour out of a thing. You know what I yeah, mean? It's like, except for the de- lime juice. That's tough. Yeah, the lime juice, you have to fucking. Ugh. I've. So that's the big thing. Like, I've been. I've been juicing a lot of lives. It's, and I have a juicer, so it's like more conven- It's like more convenient because it's like a mechanical one. Yeah, but it's still a pain in the ass. Yeah, juicing limes is up there with peeling garlic. It's and not the problem yeah. with lime juice. And I think lime juice is great, but I've tried every possible store bought lime juice you can find, and they are just—they're not even close. You know, yeah, it's like a quarter of the flavor. Um, I don't know why that's so hard because store-bought orange juice is delicious. Store-bought orange juice is great. It's exactly the same thing. I use Simply Orange, orange juice, fantastic, great. So this is exactly what I did. I'm sorry I'm taking my story a long time. We'll get to your cocktail in a minute. (laughs) It's okay. So I had the exact same thought you did. It's like, why can't lime juice be as good? There must be one out there. So I try all these random lime juices. None of them are good. So what I do is I'm like, they have Simply Orange juice, why not simply lime juice? Like, right. <laughs> why doesn't that exist? So I go online and I look, and they have simply lime aid. Yes. So I'm like, why don't I try simply limeade instead of lime juice? And I use simply limeade, and it does not work. And the no. reason it doesn't work is simply limeade is very sweet. They add a lot of sugar to it, and it completely throws off the sweet proportions of your cocktail. So you eventually get something that's extremely sweet. So I need to go back to the like the drawing board with that and figure out 
you know what the quantity of that is you know because yeah. it does it just doesn't work but the other quick cocktail that i figured out with uh lime juice with limeade is you get limeade you get seltzer water you get tequila and you just do one 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 of each and that's really good yeah that's delicious i, that's I really, really enjoy that one that's really fast and it's just like you get in a highball and it's just like mm, this is good it's easy it's refreshing so those are my kind of two big ones i've been doing um what about you um i do beer that's that's all i drink usually if i'm with other people um i'll i'll do margaritas like you do Mm -hmm. um but if i'm by myself i just drink beer what kind of beer there's uh so it's usually some variety of sweet water sweet water make is has been making i think this summer a beer called uh, guide beer and it's really low percent alcohol and it's like really light and kind of tastes citrusy Mm-hmm. And I, I really like it because you can, like, drink a lot of it and it's okay. <laughs> it's yeah. only, like, 4% alcohol. But it's, like, not it's not weak, but it's not, like, super strong either. It's, like, a good middle-of-the-road kind of yeah. kind of beer. So that's probably my favorite right now, Sweetwater that's Guide cool. Beer. Sweetwater's a Florida company, isn't it? I beer company? I think it's Georgia. Oh, okay. But it's, like, southeast or whatever. Yeah. Because we, ha- we don't have that here. So what we've been doing with beer, and I don't drink a lot of beer anymore, but my wife drinks beer, and there's like this brewery in town called Austin Beer Works or something. I think it's Austin Beer Works. Mm-hmm. And they like do beer uh, pickup, so you can like order online, and you just drive up, and then they like put it in your trunk. And they have growlers and six-packs and the whole nine yards. They have the big, like, I don't remember what they call it, you know, the bottle ones or whatever. Yeah. So she'll do that, like, I don't know, once a month or something and just get a bunch of their beer uh, and take it home and we'll have beer for a couple weeks. Um, And a lot of it's good. That's what we've been doing with beer because I don't want to go to the grocery store and get beer. So yeah, she'll, like, order some online and, like, drive it over and they'll just put it in her car and then drive away and then, boom, we got beer. So... That's how you do it, in my opinion. You're, like, supporting local places during this global pandemic we're facing. Exactly. I love that. You're supporting local business, and you're getting beer, you know? Like, better better beer than than you could get at the grocery store. Better than Budweiser or whatever, yeah. And, like, normally you'd want to... Like, I said this after we got it for the first time, and we've been to their brewery, like, maybe once or twice before this whole thing started. We've drank more of their beer now than we ever have before. (laughs) Because, like, we can't go to bars and we can't go to, like, restaurants, right? And that's yeah. where we would be buying beer. But now it's like, well, we got to go somewhere. And, oh, we like this beer. We've had it before. We've never had it at home before. So, like, let's just get a lot of their beer because they have this, like, pickup service. So, I don't know. I think that's the way to go with a lot of these things. Like, a lot of local businesses are adapting to that. And I think that's smart. But... How this is an interesting topic. Do you go out to like get food, like pick up food often, or do you do do, do delivery a lot? I do mostly pick up. Okay, I have a question. Okay, because I do, I do, I do mostly delivery, but I will pick up food sometimes too. Where are the bat? Like, it's interesting to see as you go to all the pickup places, like the different amount of preparedness that they have for the coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like some places like don't give a shit and other places are like, Oh, stand here. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like what, have you seen any like trends or whatever? Or like, are there some places that are like way better or way worse? Um, I mean, with regards to safety, 
my mm. f- all right, I have three favorite places. One's Mexican, one's Jamaican, and one's Indian. Mm-hmm. The Indian place will not let you inside the restaurant, and they have a plexiglass shield blocking the door. It's mm-hmm. like, um, have you ever been to one of those shady gas stations where the, yeah. you know, it's like that. Yeah. You get your food out of that. Mm-hmm. So they're by far the most prepared. That's cool. The Jamaican restaurant, the one man is working there during the coronavirus. <laughs> He's basically just pushed over all of his tables, <laughs> and you can... <laughs> He never wears a mask. Yes! And he's really mean, but he makes the best food ever. (laughs) Like, he didn't even stack his chairs. He just, like, kicked them over. (laughs) Do you have to go in to get the food? You do. (laughs) And he's always like, hey, what do you want? (laughs) Wait, you have to order at the restaurant? Yeah, he doesn't pick up the phone. (laughs) This is so unsafe. <laughs> yeah. But it's really good. It's great food. He makes excellent jerk chicken. Okay, so those are completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and the the Mexican restaurant I like is is in between. They'll okay. let you call ahead of time. And But you you need to go you go into the restaurant and yeah. grab it or whatever, yeah. I usually I, I always go in with a mask. They they mandated a mask in my city recently, so yeah, I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure they wouldn't stop you at this restaurant if you didn't wear one. But but you do it, yeah. I do. Yeah, they mandated a mask. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I have the same kind of thing. It's like some restaurants are taking it like really seriously. Like I find like the local places are taking it way more seriously than like the chain places or whatever. Yeah. So like that's kind of surprising, of, isn't it? Though, yeah. like I kind of agree because. So, like, you you know Taco Deli, the, yeah. the uh, taco place. They're taking it very seriously. Like, they have this cool system where you drive up to the parking lot, and they have chairs on, on the end of every uh, parking space. So you drive all the way almost to hit the chair, but not quite. And the chair has, like, a number and a letter on it. And then you text message them what uh, what your name is and what spot you're in. Like A7 or whatever. And then they right. just bring your food out and you open your trunk and they put it in the box. I love that. And then you just leave. It's the most convenient thing in the world. And that's like the best, right? And then um, there's this other place that, that that I went to. It's in the middle of the domain. And I literally had to go into the restaurant and like stand there for like 20 minutes waiting for the food. Right. And like no one was wearing a mask. And like this isn't like – this isn't like a – strip mall kind of place not a strip mall like an outdoor mall kind of place like right. you know the town center where mm-hmm. you're from you know so like there's people everywhere and you're like oh i don't want to do this why am i here and like they're not like taking it seriously at all like they are but they aren't like they're like yeah just wait here you know we'll have it for you one day and you're like great thanks mm-hmm. and, you know you're like yeah. and then a lot of them are in between that but those are like the two <laughs> those are like the two things but the second one that i was talking about is a really good restaurant but it's like i think it's like a national chain and That's i find crazy. that a lot with with the national chains they're much worse at least in austin at this at the safety stuff than the local places at least what i've seen yeah that's really crazy it's nuts to me because yeah. i mean usually when i think of a national chain you usually get to be a national chain by having your quality control better than everyone else like that's the yeah. number one factor and yeah. I, I feel like safety is a big part of quality control yeah 
No, I agree. And I just yeah. don't know what they're doing over there. It's just weird. Like, a lot of the, like, national chains, like, food places are just not doing good. Like, even with fast food, I think that's a big one, too. Like, I've been to a few fast food um, places. Right. And I've been, to, I've been to Arby's, I've been to Whataburger, and I've been to... Oh, fuck. I don't remember the third one. It doesn't matter. Two of them were awful... Whataburger was by far the best one, and that's a that's a national chain too. But it's like kind of like a it's a public situation, you know. It's only in like three states or whatever, so right. like they're by far the best out of the fast food places. But Arby's was was rough, you know. Like <laughs> they're not good. <laughs> they don't care. They don't get paid enough to care. I don't, it's just weird. I don't know, like. And I'm trying to find a, like a link to like why are these taking it seriously over the other ones, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, with my local places, I, it's I think it's just depends on the individual that owns the place. But with national yeah. chains, I haven't been to that many mm-hmm. since all this started. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't been to many, but like everyone I go to, I'm like, oh, these guys don't really know what they're doing, you know. It's but, probably because no one works at a national chain because they want to. Do you know what yeah. I mean? What I think I mean? that's what it is. Yeah. I think just the employees just care less. You know, when you work at Chili's, you care a lot less than when you work at, like, the local Mexican place. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you, like, you probably, like, like your job at the local Mexican place or at least, like, know the owner and are friends with them in some way. Whereas, yeah. like, you're working at Chili's because it's a job. You got to you know work. I mean? like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's probably something to do with it. Not bad nothing Chili's. I've not been to Chili's. I do not know how they're handling this in any way, but that that was just my random example. You know what I mean? Oh, like maybe Chili's is great. I don't know. I've no, I, I want to go to Chili's. So this is how deprived I am of like going out. When you said Chili's, I was like, oh, I wonder how that it like that sounded fun when you said that. <laughs> You're like, oh, Chili's, let's do it. They've got queso in those tiny glasses of beer that are buy one, get one. Uh, they should have, like, a national cheat day where you can just go to Chili's. Just Chili's, though. Like, Chili's day. You can go to Chili's, and that's it. Yeah, that's the it's the same experience as before the pandemic. Somehow. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> no restaurant but Chili's, just because. They can control it. So they open every Chili's up. You go in there. Before you enter the restaurant, they have to take your temperature. Okay. And you have to fill out, like, a questionnaire about, you know, have you been exposed to coronavirus in the past week or whatever. Or month, you know. And then once you pass, they take you into the Chili's. And they seat every other table, not every table, every other table. I th- no, it need we need the same experience as before the <laughs> pandemic. I right, we, I fine. can't accept less than that. <laughs> fine, you go to every table. Yes, and then after you finish your meal at Chili's, you get a government punch card that says you have to remain home for two weeks. <laughs> You're not allowed to leave your house. I don't know how they track that in any way, but we give you one cheat day for Chili's. Just that. But the consequence is you cannot leave your house for any reason. You may not leave your house after eating a Chili's for two weeks. Would you do that? Would you, I was about to ask you, would you? I would 100% do it. I, would, I think I would do it. I would do it. I would look forward to that so much. Like, oh, this Friday... It's Chili's day. All right, wait. 
how many times would you like say all right uh, no, no no let's make it better after you get out of Chili's you have to go to jail for because like, <laughs> like they don't know if you're gonna stay home right I think the only way to be sure is you you just have to go to jail like, there's like there's a Chili's quarantine facility that's like attached to the Chili's and you like go over there and you just you stay it's there basically jail but. <laughs> Yeah, you're not with criminals, you're just with other people who went to Chile. <laughs> and you stay there for two weeks, and if you have no symptoms by the end of two weeks, they let you out. Okay, that'll work. Yeah. And they have Wi-Fi, so you can still work from home and stuff, you know, if you can work from home. Yeah, Chili's is going to need to have lockers, so you'll, you'll need to pack before you go to Chili's. And while you're eating, you can put your stuff in the locker, right? And then when you're done eating, you uh, get your stuff out of the locker and head into Chili's jail. <laughs> and the prices are like 500% more than normal because that's the only way they can make any money yeah. whatsoever. <sighs> but I would still do it. I think Chili's could get a government contract to do this because... I think so, too. Like, most of the people that do this would get sick. So you're kind of, mm-hmm. like, volunteering not only, one, to, like, get coronavirus. You're, like, two, going to be in jail for two weeks. And, like, that seems like the government would really like to do that. <laughs> yeah. But you got to control it. You can only do it every two weeks. Like, you don't want to have too many people doing this. You know what I mean? But maybe not two weeks. You know, you figure out a pace. Not every day. You know what I mean? But, like, every certain amount. Maybe... Every two weeks, you have a whole weekend of chilies. You know what I mean? You got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. People can eat at chilies as right. much as they want, as long as they're in chilies jail. And then the people in chilies jail, they can go back to that chilies during that weekend. You know what I mean? Okay. But then they, they, but then they're done. That's it. Then they're in just in chilies jail for two weeks. And then the the next week rolls around. Uh, the next two or uh, two weeks later rolls around, and they do the exact same thing. The problem is. You can't open it every day because if you did that, you'd mix the people that got it two weeks ago with the people that just got it now. Right. You know what I mean? And that's not going to work. So you got to do like this two-week clip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But during that two weeks, those people can eat chilies like three days in a row during the weekend. And then they it's go true. to Chili's Jail for two weeks and then that starts over again, right? It's kind of they... like a ride at Disney, right? <laughs> yes, it like, is. Like you get into a group. And this whole group is going to be together for two weeks, eating at Chili's every day. <laughs> Do you know those sit-down restaurants where you have to sit with strangers? Yes. It could be kind of like that. <laughs> this kind of sounds fun. <laughs> like, imagine you're in Chili's jail for two weeks, and it's like you're kind of camping, you know? <laughs> similar kind of experience right yeah. you're with all these people people probably have like card games going you know someone probably brought their guitar you know got some you know, some nintendo switch you got you play yahtzee or whatever i don't know yeah. you know it sounds, sounds kind of fun someone could lend you a book even you know yeah you i would do this honestly the chili's jail part sounds fun too like i know you're in jail but you get human interaction. You're going to talk to more people during those two weeks in Chili's jail than you would have the entire coronavirus like combined. Yeah, you will. And there'll be some close connections. It, some people would do it just for the Chili's jail aspect. Yeah. 
you know? Is this what coronavirus is doing to us? Are we getting that prisoner syndrome where, like, we want to go to jail? I think, I think so. Because it's interaction, right? And it's something new and novel. And the cool thing about Chili's Jail is you know it's it's not forever, right? You go to Chili's Jail, it's two weeks, it's over, the end. You know what I mean? I go back to my life. But it's almost like you're going on vacation. You know, you're going on vacation away from the coronavirus, you know? And granted, it's not super exciting. You're not going to, like, the Caribbean or anything. You're going to, the like, a, j- a holding cell. <laughs> yeah. But it's a holding cell with all these people. Maybe they'll have some musicians there, you know, playing live music. You know, maybe they'll have, like, a movie night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they probably... They'll sell alcohol at Chili's Jail because why wouldn't they sell alcohol at Chili's Jail? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it makes sense. You can probably get all your Chili's food... Just, like, delivered into Chili's Jail. Like, you can't go in the restaurant, but they'll, like, slide it through, like, a little plexiglass thing, you know? even if it wasn't official, I'm sure you could get some people to smuggle it in for the right price, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get some of those Southwest egg rolls. A little economy. Slip it under the door. (laughs) Exactly. I think it would work. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I would... I would do it. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, yep. Here's an idea. I I have a really good one. So let's say we change the rules a little bit. Once you're in Chili's jail, you can eat there any night you want. But if you eat there that night, you extend your stay by for for a fresh two weeks. Okay. So like, you go, you eat at Chili's, you do quarantine for 13 days. But on that 13th day, you just can't take it anymore. (laughs) And you gotta go you eat Chili's go again, but then they reset you back to two weeks. Yeah, how I long like would you stay in Chili's jail? <laughs> um, I think I would do a full month then. I think I would do at least a month because there's like nothing to do on the outside world. So I would do, I would do Chili's every day for a week. Right, right, and then you extend me out two weeks. And then I'd probably do the jail for a little while and be like, oh, I'm going to get out in two weeks. And then probably like a week into that, I'll be like, you know what? I could go for some chilies again. And I would do it and then probably extend it another two weeks. And then I'd end like at a month, basically. You know? Yeah. I might have a problem with that because I have a really addictive personality. And I feel like once I start going to chilies every day, I might not be able to go that two weeks. Also, another thing to consider is... People might go to Chili's just so they can extend their stay in Chili's jail. That's true, yeah. Because, like, I know we're talking up Chili's as, like, this great restaurant. Like, it's just a restaurant. Chili's jail, although it's the word jail is in it, I feel like a lot of people could really use jail right now. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like people would go there and be like, man, this is great. I'm like interacting with people like they're they're having movies and music you know all the things you do in prison you know there's probably a gym in there you know what i mean like right all the things you can do in prison and people are like this is great i don't want to go back outside in the world i'll go to chili's again extend my stay a little further you know i think they would have to limit the amount you could be in chili's jail yeah i think like they would have to be like because i think some people would just ride at chili's jail out until the end of the coronavirus you know, I'm imagining Chili Jail, Chili's Jail riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think you'd have to pay to, for Chili's Jail? I mean, they can't give it away for free because 
But do you think the government would subsidize part of this? Because it's basically a quarantine zone, right? It's like, yeah, these people were exposed. Let's put them in like quarantine. You know what I mean? I don't think they would. There's a there's this we joke about this, but there's something here. I feel like yeah, there's something there for sure. Like voluntary quarantining, like as long as you get to do what you want inside. Yeah, no, I I I think that is an un, it's an un uh, investigated aspect of this that we yeah. could actually do. Like we joke about it, but like seriously, yeah, we'll give you like ten percent of your freedoms back as long as you stay. In jail. In this bubble. Yeah. yeah, in this little quarantine bubble. Like, you can talk to people. Like, there's another good thing, good example. It's like, what if you could go on vacation with a bunch of friends or family members that normally you would be able to go see because, you know, maybe you're quarantined or whatever. But after that, you have to quarantine. You know what I mean? Like, would you do that? Like, you're forced by the government. Like, you have to stay in this little bubble for two weeks after you do this. Like, would you do that? Yeah, because hell yeah, I I would do it a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's the, basically the same as what I'm doing now. I'm just quarantined at a different location. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if like you were mandated by the government, like if they took you to a zone where you had to hang out in for two weeks after you vacationed, I, I would do it. I'd do it at least once. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like. Yeah. I, I love vacations and I would want to know what that quarantine zone is like. Right? Exactly. So like it. so like if we plan something together with I don't know, some of your family or friends or whatever, like a group of a you know, small vacation group. We go vacation and obviously, you know, everyone can't vacation at the same time, so it would have to be somewhere that, that like I don't know, like a cabin or you know, like a place that you could be with a group of people that is kind of outside the rest of society, yeah. you know, in a way or whatever, like a beach house or a cabin or I don't know, ski lodge, something like that. But anyway, you do that with a group and then you're mandated by the government to be quarantined for two weeks uh, in like some quarantine facility. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to your life. I would do it though, because I get a vacation and then I get another two week vacation from my house. In the quarantine zone, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'd do it. That sounds fun. That's scary. I, I, feel like <laughs> I wouldn't have done that like six months ago. No, me neither. I, I thought it would be. It's a ridiculous idea, but like, I feel like these outside the box thinking. Like, I know it's like a silly joke, but like, it's a worthwhile discussion to have. I feel like, because yeah. like, what are ways people can do the things they want to do? But then ensure that they're not spreading the virus. And if like if they really want to do something, and then they volunteer to be quarantined, like can we give them that avenue? You know what I mean? Like I don't think we should, because I mean, we're assuming that like quarantine jail is like a it a decent place. It probably wouldn't be a decent place. Yeah, you're probably right. The kind of people that volunteer to police quarantine jail, I don't know. You're absolutely, you're absolutely I don't right. know if I want to hang out with them yeah. for two No, weeks. you're right. In an ideal world, this would be a This would be great. Solution. I'd love it. But, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The people in charge of quarantine jail would be cool. Would be the scariest people in the That'd universe. That would be awful. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do some Reddit? Let's do it. This is a great idea. Mm-hmm. This is a great idea. Um, all right. The first Reddit question comes from not an ocelot 
and he or she asks, what are some methods you can use to protect your lemon tree from lemon stealers? Okay. You say you have a lemon tree. People steal from it all the time. In um, in Florida, they use guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. In Florida, you can just shoot someone. Like, you don't... <laughs> you can just do it. <laughs> like, up there, near my lemon tree, bam. Yeah, and they can die, and... You, that's it. Like no one cares. <laughs> it's over. Uh, and it's like, well, that's it. Yeah. I shot you. He was stealing my lemons. I'm like, all right, good day, sir. Yeah. Like you, you drive down the highways on in Florida, and there's always these fruit stands, and near the fruit stand are all the fruit trees, and no one steals from those because if you do, you will die. You will, you will be killed. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's terrifying. So I guess that's your solution. Just have a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of... I don't know. I guess that's the perfect solution, then. You could Don't, don't think that works in every state, but... Yeah, you could try to use guilt. Um, you could, like, post a really sad story on the lemon tree. Be like, I need this to pay for my... I don't know. Something really sad. Oh, my... my 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 uncle is dying of cancer, and I need these lemons to sell to pay for his surgery. Yeah, that might work too. I don't think that would. Work. <laughs> here's the here's what I think you should do. Why? Plant another lemon tree right next to your current lemon tree. Then it goes up, and people steal from one of the lemon trees because they're not going to be able to carry that many lemons, mm-hmm. right? They steal from the one the steely tree, and then they leave the other tree alone. That's your lemon tree. What do you think about that? I think it would work. All right, I I thought about I was thinking about something last night that's kind of related to this. So, I saw a roach in my apartment last night. I never see him, but I saw one, okay. and I was thinking, what if I just leave like a big candy bar next <laughs> to where I found the roach? Because sure. that way, the roach has no reason to go past the candy bar, right? He'll stop there. He's, he's occupied. Yeah, he will stop there, get what he needs, and leave. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's fair. But I don't... The more I thought about it, I don't think that would work. Yeah, I don't know if I want to set that precedent for roaches, you know what I mean? Like, hey, there's candy bar in this house just sitting <laughs> on the floor. Just Let's go back. Just take... Take that one and leave. And go. That like one's for it's you. like you almost you almost have like a mutual understanding. Like you nod at each other. It's like this is yours to leave the rest of my apartment alone. Yeah. I just think that would backfire on you and other bugs would come in to eat the candy bar. Yeah. I would even be yeah. willing to once a month leave a new candy bar. I wouldn't care. As long as you don't come into my house, I'll pay for a candy bar a month. I just don't think you can you can uh you can govern that. No. You know, you can't. with the roach. The problem you know with I mean? the roach is if one roach finds the candy bar, he's going to tell all of his roach friends. Yep, that, and they're all going to come for the candy bar. And and then it's over. And then there's going to be more roaches than <laughs> yeah, than you. I think the only solution when you see a roach is kill it or remove it from your house. Yeah. Are you a bug killer or are you a bug remover? It depends on the bug. Roach. Uh, kill. Kill. Because yeah. they're gross. Yeah. A, what about a spider? Yeah, a, oh, like a cute spider, I'll remove. 
an ugly spider, I'll I'll kill it. (laughs) I didn't know there was a difference. Cute versus ugly spider. If upvoting or liking a post made a noise on social media, what noise would it make? I'm thinking either two things, right? It's like a like a ding, like ding, yeah. Or I kind of like this one better now that I think about it, like a pop, like. <laughs> yeah. You know those tower defense games? It would make like a tower defense sound effect, like when you, oh, you like when you defeat a tower defense enemy. They usually make a pleasing uh-huh. sound. Like what? I don't know. It's usually a pop, right? A pop, a ding. Yeah. Yeah, something like that would be good. Just something that's nice on the ears. I don't think I would use social media if there were pop noises when you got likes. Well, you could turn that off. Yeah. It wouldn't pop when your post got a like. It would pop when you click it. So, like, if I saw you posted something and I like it, it goes... Oh, yeah, I would turn that off instantly. I know. But, like, I wouldn't get a notification. Like, I post something and then you like it, and then my phone blows up and it goes, ding! Like, that would be really annoying. Every time you, you like something, my phone tells me, ding! You know, that would be really annoying. If I were the manager of Twitter, I would make it so that every time you posted something and someone liked it, you had to hear the. <laughs> like, it's impossible to turn you can't. it off. Yeah. That would clean Twitter up a lot. So then these people that, like, steal jokes and get, like, a million likes, they would have to yeah, suffer. <laughs> yeah. And it's like if they really want to have those million lo- jokes and likes, they have to suffer for it. Yeah. You would need a separate phone. You can't carry that around with you. Like, you can't live while you're getting that many pops on your phone. What if there was – this is a random thought I just had. Mm-hmm. What if there was a social media platform that didn't expose – how many people like, shared, retweeted, or interacted with your uh, stuff? So you could do it, but the numbers were hidden? Yeah. Yeah, you kind of just like, use the numbers to curate content, right? Like, Right. Okay. Right. No one sees them. The person that even posted it can't see it. I like it. Because, like... The reason Twitter's so stupid, I mean, one of the many reasons, is because people are competing for those high numbers, right? It's like, I got a million retweets and five million likes, you know what I mean? Right. But if you couldn't see that, then you're really only posting just because you have something you think is interesting to say, you know? Yeah, there's another angle to that where there are certain things on Twitter that I want to like that I feel self-conscious about liking because if I like it, people will know that I did. Yeah, Do you know what exactly. I mean? So I would yeah. be able to like stuff. Like, I would be more honest with my likes, I think. Yeah. Because then your likes are just like, you know, maybe if you're like friends with the person and you like it, they know you liked it. No, I don't but think they don't know how do many like. No, can't do that. Yeah. The, then what's the point of liking it? Then? The point of liking it is like, I really like this actually because you you learn very quickly that liking something you're only doing it so that other people see it. Oh, yeah, you're like upvoting it as a piece of content. Yeah, I, like one of the biggest problems with Twitter is people constantly interact with things that they hate. 
and it makes other people constantly see things that they hate that no one would like seeing. But since they're interacting with you, have to look at it. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think if no one can see that you're interacting with it, then people will will understand that if I you know interact with this, then other people are going to see it. That's like the point of doing it. Yeah. But like in this system, people can't see you're interacting with it. Yeah. But you are liking it because you think it's worth promoting. Like you, you think it's worth more people seeing. Right. Basically. You support it. You like. You want it out there more. Interesting. I like that. That's interesting. That's a cool system. I don't think people would use it as much, but yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It just seems like a lot of social media now is like competitive. Like who can have the most things interacted with? You know, that's weird. Yeah. Back in the day, social media was like this this like perfect version of you that you made right you would very carefully only put things on there that you were proud of like now people don't really care about that as much now it's just like uh constantly doing stuff and not really caring about like if it comes back to you or like what it means or kind of just doing stuff because your friends are doing it or because everyone else is doing it yeah it's weird like I, i it's almost like you said it's like because everyone else is doing it or your friends are doing it or whatever but like it kind of misses the whole point that it had to begin with i don't know there's no solution it's just it's dumb the way we have it currently is just very like almost like i want other people to know that i like these things and i want other people to know how much they like the things i say you know and that's it. You know. Yeah, and that's definitely not what it is. The other night I was actually thinking about this. I have a text document, I think, on my desktop called, like, Rules for the Internet. Let me see if I can find it. I was trying to... F- internet Rules. Yeah, like, kind of like a Commandments for the Internet. Did I actually save this? The Ten Commandments of the Internet. Oh, I don't think I saved it. But one of... Did you write yeah, it? Yeah, no, I was, I was, like, I was thinking about this, thinking, like, okay, what are some rules we can teach people to make social media better? And one of my rules was do not interact with it unless you really like it (laughs) like really like or you support it or you want other people to see it like do not touch it for any reason do because otherwise it's just there yeah yeah don't comment on something to to like talk about how much you hate it that's very counterproductive yeah but i mean people love to talk about things they hate though yeah that's what it is you know i don't know it's tough out there it is uh, I don't have any more Reddits. Sorry, that was my last one. I have an ask question we can do. Okay, let's do it. All right, this was posted by... I uh, can't read that name. He's. <laughs> they say, what weird and funny things did you believe as a child? They give examples. He says, okay. uh, I believed that if I sneezed with my eyes open, they would pop out of their sockets. Oh, I remember hearing that rumor. He says he was also terrified that if you forget to close your eyes one day, you'll go blind. I think I've heard that rumor, too. Yeah. I don't think I believed any of that, though. Were there any weird things you believed? 
there was a story when I was a kid that said if you go in the bathroom at midnight and turn the lights out and you say like mm-hmm. some phrase five times, a man will come out of the mirror and like steal your soul or something. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah, that's the one. Mm, yeah. I remember doing that in third grade. Did anything happen? No. Uh, I didn't do it. Okay, so this is this <laughs> this is a stupid story. Uh, I was in third grade. We were in like one of those. You know how like in third grade in elementary school you're in one classroom the entire day with one teacher. Yeah. Uh, so we're in the classroom. The teacher had to leave for some reason. So she like left the cat classroom, which probably not a great idea. And then all the students were just in the classroom like going wild, right? And then there's a bathroom in the classroom with a mirror. And one of the people's like, let's go in and do Bloody Mary or whatever. Mm. So, like, a bunch of people run in, and someone, like, drags me in there for some reason. And they turn the lights off, and they do it. And I just remember being scared. But obviously nothing happened. But, um, I don't know, I have, like, a vivid memory of this. Because, like, right when someone said it the third time, like, one of the boys was like, like, he did something. He, like, yelled at everyone. And everyone was like, oh, my God. But nothing happened, obviously. But... That was a, that was a, it wasn't frightening because nothing happened, but I think it messed me up with mirrors for a while because I've always had this weird fear of mirrors and a lot of people are afraid of mirrors, but like, I don't know. I've always had a problem with mirrors, but I don't remember having a problem before that. You know what I mean? I mean, that sounds kind of traumatic. Like you didn't want to do that. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. So I don't know. Kids are stupid. Yeah, they are. But yeah, something about mirrors is weird. I don't know. But the, I don't remember having any like really weird thing, like really weird belief as a kid. I'm sure I had a lot, but I just don't remember them off the top of my head. Yeah. You know. I believe that if you mix the right uh, combination of like lotion and mouthwash and different bathroom things together, that you could create an elixir that gave you um, infinite life or like immortality. I think we believed a lot of stupid things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, uh, I, like where do you even begin to like come up with alchi- that? Yeah. alchemy or something, yeah. you know? Uh, see, I love that because it's like mysterious and wondrous, you know? Yeah. I think we could use a little more of that stupid stuff in our day-to-day lives. I, I just feel like everything is known now and it's kind of boring. I like the, I like the, uh, the silly... Uh, silly things that are probably not true but could be true like i love that kind of stuff yeah me too you know like you can't prove that it's not true i think it's yeah, it's amusing it's something to think about and gives you something to like what about astro- uh, astrology how do you feel about that one so i just had this conversation with co-workers recently which was kind of weird that you bring that up because we were talking about astrology for some reason and i don't believe in it at all obviously but it's funny because every time you have a conversation about astrology, someone opens an astrology book or website and they read off all the things and they ask everyone, you know, this happens in every astrology conversation you've ever had, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure it's happened to you. One of the people there is like, oh, let me look it up. And then they look it up and then they point to you and you're like, what day were you born on? Okay, you're a Capricorn. And then they read the thing and then you're like, you nod your head and you're like, you know what? That kind of does sound like me. And then they do the next person. They're like, I'm an Aries. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is an Aries. And they're like, oh, that kind of does sound like me. So, like, I don't believe in it at all. But, like, it's funny because every literally every time they like we someone brings up astrology, someone does this thing. Someone reads the thing. And I think they're so vague 
and like they're worded in such a way that like it it just works for everyone and someone can latch onto one of the words there and be like oh stubborn yeah i am stubborn da, 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 yeah. da. like you now know? that you mention it i have been stubborn before <laughs> you know? but i had in the latest one and I never, I don't believe in astrology and I never will. But the latest time I had the conversation, which was last week, I was in a Zoom meeting with my coworkers. We have like the stupid lunch group where we meet up and talk mm-hmm. because it's a way to be sane in the coronavirus. And we were talking about astrology and someone, you know, talks about Capricorn. And I'm a Capricorn because I was born on January 1st. Right. You know, New Year's Day. We talked about this so many times. And, you know, they're like, da 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, that does sound like me. That's interesting. Yeah, da da da. And they're like, yeah, the whole thing about astrology is your birthday determines your personality. And I'm like, that's bullshit. But then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, wait, me being born on January 1st is extremely critical to who I am as a human being. Like, so much so that these people don't even realize. Yeah. Because the start of the new year is a time to self-reflect for everybody. The start... the the. Uh, Whenever you have a birthday, also a time to self-reflect and see how you've done the previous year of your life. These two things coincide on the exact same day for me and have since the beginning of my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that has had a major effect on my mental health and well-being ever since I was a little boy. You know? like, And I've always thought that things have turned out, like, personality-wise, differently for me because I was born on January 1st. And so, like, in a way... I kind of do believe in astrology, right? <laughs> because, okay. like, January 1st determines, like, my personality a little bit. But not for, like, the reasons that other people do. You know what I mean? So, like, it's kind of an interesting... I've never heard anyone put it that way. But since, now that you mention it, that's a really, really good point. Like, I, don't, I do not think that the position of the planets influences your personality. Um, right. But the time of year that you were born like especially like you when you're born on january 1st yeah. that would have a huge effect on your development yeah also if you were born like late in the year or early or not yeah not if you were born like right before or right after a school cutoff you'd be the oldest or youngest person in your class and i think that heavily affects your personality as well because you're the oldest or youngest right. and you're more or less mature when other people are doing things and that dictates the way you react to them too you know, and like your formative years of elementary school are very important in like your personality developing. Yeah. So, if you think about it, I do think the time of year you're born does probably play a very large part of your personality. I don't think it like it's the same for everyone. Like if you're born in January, you're da 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 da. But like, it definitely it plays a part. Does it something. for sure does it plays a part. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting like revelation I have. Like, no, I don't believe in astrology, but like. Yeah, being born on January 1st absolutely made me made me have a certain personality. Have you ever had someone that's really good at astrology do a reading for you? Because I did once, and I don't think so. it was pretty, pretty good. Pretty good? I haven't. I've always wanted to, just out of yeah. cur- sheer curiosity. Like, I had someone that, like, kind of, I, I paid to have it done. Like money, oh, wow. so like the person that did it was a professional or something. How much does something like that? I cost? think it's seventy dollars, and you get like an hour. That's a lot. Yeah, that's how much mine was anyway. But you, but you like thought it was interesting. It was worth it. I had a, it was a blast. Like I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And because you get to like talk about yourself for an hour and reflect on how you are as a person, like it's kind of like therapy, I guess, in a little bit of a way. But you get to introspect very deeply for an hour. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Do you know what I would like to do? I would like to have that done again, because that was a lot of fun. And, like, I do not really believe in astrology, but it's fun. But it, like, makes you think, think it makes you think about like yourself. That. Yeah. It makes you think about yourself, too. Like you said, introspection. Yeah. And I, I am, yeah. I have a lot of Gemini characteristics. Like, yeah. It's funny. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, who's our sponsor today? That's next. Our sponsor today is um, Nutrition Blast, brand multivitamins. When you're a Gemini and you need a lot of nutrition, choose Nutrition Blast. Uh, remember when you're feeling kind of weird. Um, take a step into the mirrored. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.